from worlds beyond to right at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. Welcome all to All My Fantasy Children. My name is Aaron Catano Sayas. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a tabletop-inspired, storytelling, world-building, and collaborative character creation podcast where each week we take a listener-submitted prompt and create the greatest story of all time and use it to populate the greatest, most optimistic, and wonderful fantasy world of all time called fantasy. I don't know why I do a series of very elaborate arm gestures as you do the intro to the show, but I really want it for you to know, Aaron, and for the listeners to know that I have done a very elaborate series of arm gestures. I hope people know when I do that, I have to gesticulate with, like, random poses to remember each one. Yeah, I'm, I'm straight up. I'm Here's the thing, Aaron. Um, I'm not, I can't know this because uh, we're going to peel back the curtain that we are recording in different locations. I yes. can't know that we have perfected some sort of fusion dance across the internet, <laughs> but I choose to believe that we have perfected some sort of fusion dance over the internet, and that if we were to do this in person, we would, in fact, trigger the fusion technique. I'm willing to try this if we ever do another live show, if and when, um, because I won't remember. That's why, like, every intro is different, because I'm trying to actively remember going, it's a tabletop RPG inspired, and I'm just, I'm, like, punching and chopping the air to try to remember it. And it's, you know, it's what quality podcasting is all about. It's really about the arm gestures that it's you're not the seeing as a listener. <laughs> it's like acting. It's the work you're not seeing. That's what's, yeah. that's, that's the real, yeah. that's the real stuff, you know? Yeah. But. Um, we take a listener prompt and we make a cool story. But first, we talk about what's getting us excited and jazzed up this week. Jeff, what's getting you jazzed up this week? Aaron, we reached a really big milestone in my life, uh, in my career. Uh, a really important thing has happened that <laughs> I think we need to talk about point blank. Okay. Um, are you sitting down? No, I wasn't, but I was. I, I pace when I make this show. <laughs> I have area mics all over this room. Aaron. We've had some laughs. Uh, we've we've shared some we shared some character growth. We've we've grown together as friends. Yeah. Um. But I'm ready to make a very, pretty big announcement here. Oh boy. Uh, barring three episodes in which there's a five year time skip. Uh, we're done. What? We're done. Dragon Ball Z. Oh we're my fully god. In the super. <laughs> Thank Christ. We did it. We're in super. <laughs> You're entering terrain that, like, I used to watch DBZ Super to fall asleep, and if there wasn't a fight scene, I would skip the, like, I would let it play out. Like, I wouldn't go back. If I woke up and I was like, whoa, 10 episodes passed, but if I knew there wasn't a fight in there, I wouldn't go back. So I legit have no idea what happens until oh, the tournament arc at the end. Aaron, you gotta you gotta go back and watch. It's my, it's honestly, I think, my Jeff. favorite of the three series. Jeff, it's so much. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm genuinely loving it more than i've loved anything that we've watched so far really oh, it's so good it, it has the, it has the light-hearted tone of dragon ball and the like very kind of adventure forward spirit and also like it's very cartoony yeah and it recognizes that the characters are inherently very silly that's true but it also has dragon ball z fights that is true but also they're like one episode fights they're not 12 episode fights that is also very true. They do. They figure out the secret salt. Well, you're still early, right? Like, yeah. are, are they training at all? Um, They are. We are deep into the tournament between universes. Wait, what? We're deep into the uh, Earth 6, Earth 7, uh, like, uh, destroyer tournament. What? Uh, Who are the players involved currently? Um, It's Beerus and Shampa. Okay. Oh, uh, they've gathered up their team. It is Goku, Vegeta, Piccolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. and like, so you're talking like the tournament arc. The first of the tournament arcs. I know there's the tournament of power later. Okay. But like, we're in the first tournament arc. Like, this is the okay. two teams of five fighters each. Uh, okay, okay. Vegeta okay. has just met and trained a young Saiyan boy from another dimension. Okay, so you're in a, okay. Assassin hit. Assassin's is, is here. This is where shit starts getting real good. Okay, good, 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 I mean, I already loved- This is the best of the show. I already loved the first two arcs. Like, the Beerus arc is delightful. I, yes, good. Okay, good. This is the good stuff. This is where I was like, 
the beginning is fun, but like I, you know me, I don't, I don't care much oh, yeah. for the fun stuff. I want to get to, I want to see the animation flexing, and there's mm. a lot. There is a lot. It's very good. They've done some very, and I, I, I'm living for. I could watch a Dragon Ball series where they never throw a punch. <laughs> like I could watch Vegeta barbecue. You know, there's lots of slice of life anime that exist. <laughs> Uh, it, it really needs to be it really needs to be colored by the fact that Vegeta was a genocidal alien warlord. And now he like has family cookouts. <laughs> and now he's doing family cookouts yeah. while scowling. It's amazing. Like, that's what I want. I am obsessed. It's good. I am obsessed. That's what's been getting me excited this week. Uh, that's what's been getting me jazzed up. I you know what else has been getting me jazzed up? What? I got to find the name of it because I watched a new show on Netflix. It's called Too Hot to Handle. Where sexy singles go on an island and they can't masturbate or have sex. <laughs> Damn, how do you know? You know, I <laughs> I know your brand, and that's our brand on the show, is we talk about who, cool, sexy single Netflix shows. Like, you know, The Bachelor, The Bachelor in Paradise, Too Hot to Handle, Temptation Island. You got me. You got me. You got because me, eventually Aaron. we're going to have a series of The Bachelor uh, with Big Jeremy, and we're going to have different characters like trying to win Big Jeremy's affection. Well, now we have to do that is the thing that I hate. Like, <laughs> See, that's what happens if we if we get uh like if we get two thousand Twitter followers, we will make this. That's fair. That's fair. No, yeah. it's called uh I, I've been watching Nadia's Time to Eat. Okay, on Netflix. I haven't started that one yet, but I've seen almost every food documentary except that. So I'm it's excited lo- to it's hear lovely. it's good. It's good. so much. It's it's Nadia who was a contestant on the Great British Baking Show. That's uh, Great British Bake Off. Yeah. One of my favorites, a delightful, like really, really great. I don't remember if she won, but she had like a great run at it. Great, great, uh, great personality. Uh, her entire show is built on the premise of like, I don't have time. So here's how I cheat. I love that. So it's literally like, I'm going to make this wonderful dish. And then she'll go, now here's what I'm actually going to do. And she'll like bring out like a can of store-bought canned tomatoes and she'll be like, I'm not going to peel 15 potatoes. Why would I ever do that? I have a can of potatoes that cost me a dollar fifty from the store. I'm just going to use these because they're already peeled and ready to go. And also, I'm washing them and boiling them so it doesn't matter. Nothing but respect. It's, it, it is vi- like and the, the amount of times that she goes like I here this the, this recipe calls for like a really nicely made custard. I've never in my life had time to make a custard. Here's what I'm going to do instead, and it's going to be just as good. And, like, every single time she does it, I'm like, huh, all right, I could do that. This is, this is, this is demystifying cooking for me, and I love it. I love that so much. If you like, if you want to go down a well of uh, Netflix cooking or food shows, for you, Jeff, and listeners, Ugly Delicious. Oh, my is, God, we've been watching. We just, we watched all of yeah, Ugly Delicious, Aaron. It's I love so good. him so much. He's like... I mean, he's like a pioneer and like, you know, he became a really big industry. Like he's a big business type dude-ish yeah. now. But he's like, you know, really good about the restaurant industry and during this and being like, you know, I love, we need- I love Ugly Delicious. Yeah, yeah it's, it's super good. I, I love it. I love that. I'm going to start that soon. And it's very, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. I really just like the way that, that like she'll just in the middle of a recipe go, yeah, I don't really have time to do this part. Here's what I'm going to do instead, and it's going to be just as good. You're not. She's like, you're not going to notice. She's like, you're not really, honestly, going to notice the difference here. I love that. It's great, Aaron. What's been getting you excited this week? So, speaking of content, um, I am very excited because I'm very excited because our friend Tim, uh, Timothy Frost, has created a YouTube channel for fitness called Fitness with Frost. Now, Tim is an upstart in the fitness and, like, nutritional easy cooking recipes world. And I know what you're thinking. That sucks. But Tim is, like, super goofy and endearing, and I love him. And his videos are actually, like, super simple and, like, you know, beginner-friendly in terms of cooking and workout. And, like, I love him, and I love you all, so I'm going to recommend this. And my one request is, all you have to do is subscribe to Fitness with Frost, and comment on one video that you heard, that you saw it on all you heard about it on my fantasy children, and that will make my week. It'll make my day. It'll make my whole day. Tim going after what he wants and being passionate, like he really just wants people to know how easy it is to kind of get a good workout at home and like make easy things like fajitas. And I love him; he's so nice. So be a deer and subscribe to that. That's what's getting me excited this week: is friends doing things that make them happy. I love it. I love um, it a lot. 
Yeah, it's so fucking wholesome. Like, that's what you need to know. It's so wholesome and dorky. It's not like sweaty and weird and intense. Tim is a goof. You will love him and I love him. So check out Fitness with Frost and please subscribe and comment on a video that you heard about his channel from us. I love it. Yeah, please name drop all my fantasy children specifically. (laughs) Yes, please. He has 22 subscribers. I want to get that to 100 from this episode at least. Um, But to the episode. Jeff, let's begin. Before we go, can we spend another <laughs> minute talking about Ugly Delicious? Because I, I just really want to dig into it. Yes. We are at 10 it's minutes and 20 seconds. <laughs> I don't care. I okay, don't that's care. Fine. That's fine. What is, what is your favorite episode of Ugly Delicious? Um, I like the steak episode in season two. The steak episode's great. That it's was a very fantastic good, episode. Especially because David Chang is the only one who says, I feel like the steak should come with the guillotine. Because <laughs> like they're eating what is probably like an eight hundred dollar steak, and no one acknowledges that they're eating almost a thousand dollars worth of meat except him, who <laughs> is like super rich. And so he's just like, this is terrible. I feel bad. And that one, I was like, that's why I love him. But any, also, anyone, anything in season one where they go to Tokyo is fucking dope. Oh, I love it. You know what episode was great? Like, just had some really great perspectives and so much great, like, just like, ac- really like approachable, good academic content. What? Was like the Southern Fried Chicken episode. Oh, Fantastic. that episode was great. If, great yes, episode. I, I recommend that to everyone listening. The Southern Fried Chicken episode of Ugly Delicious is so fucking good and informative. It uh, that show is really bomb. It's, it's good. So it's good. great. Let's get you know, into let's get into the episode. I just really wanted to spend a quick second on it because God, that. I love that show. It's so fucking amazing. So we take a listener prompt. We're about to create a fantasy character and tell their backstory. So the prompt this week comes from uh, Discord. Discord user that guy in the back prompt: the rain falling in waves as they stand there again on that old bridge to nowhere. Hello, Hello, Junior Junior Wizards. Wizards. Welcome Welcome to the the first first installment of a new segment segment on this show, A A Message from from the Future. Okay, listener, before you start this episode, there there is some required reading, listening, if you want to really understand what we're talking about. Jeff, what are some episodes that you you need before we dive into this really elaborate uh, story concept and world building detail. You should listen to the following episodes. Um, episode 76, which is Hank and Hawk Morwind. Episode 94, which is Fantacore. Episode 95, which is Kornst. And episode 141, which is Lumina Dawnspear. Those episodes will give you a, a grounding on what is about to happen because because uh, we do go very hard on this episode. <laughs> yeah, you may want to refresh yourself um, into the concept of the veil, alternate dimensions and spaces in fantasy and that kind of stuff because we're about to go in. Let's 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 begin. Prompt: The rain falling in waves as they stand there again on that old bridge to nowhere. Love it. Dope. So. Um, we know that there is this event where a person is standing on a bridge, the rain's falling in waves, and there's a bridge to nowhere. What is the bridge to nowhere? You want to, I think we should find it later. I think that's, see, I feel like that to me is the first question. Okay. I feel like, cause I want to know like what that is. Cause okay. that's going to tell me, cause like, that's going to tell me who would be standing there. Okay. It's like what, like that feels like that's a, that's an object of importance. And that's, I feel like going to tell me a lot about like. We're, I'm, I, I want to learn about that because I want to learn who is stand, who who is drawn to this object of importance. I have a pitch initially. Okay. Um, the bridge to nowhere. It makes me think of an adventurer at like the end of a like an end of a Castlevania game, standing on like if the bridge goes out and like you know it's really high in the sky or like and there's nothing you know out and they're standing on the edge of it and they have no escape. Like mm-hmm. they're you know or when they're about to go into Castle Dracula and like the bridge falls behind them. You know, mm. the idea of like, you know, it's it's all or nothing. This is the end of the game. I can't save my game again. I have to finish this. That's really interesting because I took that quite lit. I took that entirely literally. And I think there's a way that to, to sort of marry those two ideas. Like a bridge that leads nowhere? Like a bridge to a nowhere space. Oh, fuck. Like okay. that is where I took that is like is like literally like a bridge outside of reality. Oh, my. <laughs> Sorry. We've been going so far outside of reality, and I really okay, and I dig it. Hold on, you all right? Yes, you good. I was drinking water, and I choked. Um, that's kind of where I was going. That's where I thought was literally just like a bridge to the nether space, or to like the emptiness of infinity. So okay, they're standing there again on that old bridge to nowhere. So they've been there before, is what that implies, right? Yes. 
But this time is different. This time, because this time, taking your idea, which is also very good, is that this time is the time that there's no turning back. Like, like oh. previously, so what that tells me, what your pitch tells me, married with my pitch, because these are both extremely good. Yes. Is this is someone that previously stood on the precipice of the the world outside of reality and like back down this is this is a this which implies that there is something so dangerous on the other side of this bridge that like this person just was not the hero they needed to be to cross this bridge can i give you what i what i took from this yes i got that this person is coming back to it they come okay. from this place and this is where they have to go back and, like, say, my first thought is, like, you know, the story of the prince who returns, you know, the demon prince who has to go then realize, like, oh, my God, like, Alucard coming back to mm-hmm. Dracula's castle was my first thought to, like, kill Dracula. Mm-hmm. You know, was that kind of thought? Because it's the, like, this time, I, the first time I left the castle, you know, the first time I left the this space, this place outside of reality, I never thought I'd come back. And now I'm back again, but this time there is no returning. I can't return to, like... The world, the regular world, because I'm going to either die or end up there forever. I love it a lot. So that's my my first pitch was that, like, they are somewhere from a space outside of reality. They enter, Hmm. say, fantasy. They spend most of their life there. And this is them going back to finish a job, to, you know, make peace, to heal a broken world, something, you know, for an objective. Yes. And it's rain, you know, this is the moment where they're standing on this bridge that leads out into like crackling infinity, you know, or like a spiraling vortex is the rain falls in sheets and they're like, you know, this is my, this is it. I got to go inside or is it the opposite where they have to leave? I like it's they have to walk across the bridge into nowhere Mm -hmm. to confront something on the other side. I fuck with that. So, let's find out who they are and why the fuck they are confronting something on the other side. Um, what do you want to use for that? Do you want to try to use central casting? It's been a, a um, minute. Or do you have ideas? I got, I'm I a little a, dry. I have a question for you. Okay. I Because I don't remember. Yes. And you as the keeper of <laughs> lore, as the person that has listened to our episodes, yep. might know this. Aaron? I have two episodes. I need to tell. They need you to tell me how they respectively end. Okay. Two episodes. How does Cornst end? Okay. Um, that uh, husk, husk, uh, husk. I can't remember their last name. Um, enters the corn dimension to to challenge Cornst. I believe. Did we decide that they, that they are triumphant, or did we leave it for up to up like vague? That I cannot remember. Okay. We'll leave. We'll leave that. But I do want to take this idea that there are gigantic otherworldly like nightmare creatures or like not nightmare creatures the but cosmic like, horrors you know yeah, the there cosmic are cosmic horrors between like outside of the walls of the world okay I, I okay so what what yes we have mentioned this before we mentioned this in cornst actually where what we reference is stephen king's concept of uh the space between realities in those crawl spaces there are monsters mm-hmm. and like in and we say like let's borrow from that and say like in between, even in between, like, you know, our world fantasy and the nightmare space, in the space in between, there might be, like, a cosmic horror that can claim you, you know? So, it, I want to say it's one of, it's it's a monster like that. Now, the other episode that I do not remember where it ended, that I think might tie into both of our ideas. Where does the story of Fantacore end, Aaron? Fantacore wanders the world. That feels real right. Yes. As a creature, oh, as a as a God. being born outside, as a being born outside of reality, brought into our world via via magic, an assortment of things that have been animated with life, billowing with smoke, a a, a being that has learned to love the world of fantasy, despite being born in the space between, in a space outside of a consciousness that has been born. If Fantacore then feels the call to have to go and stop something. Okay. That feels like a very good moment for this person that wanders the earth. They spend their, like, they spend years, decades, centuries, like, wandering and loving and living. And then they get this call of, like, something else is coming and I can't let it challenge the people that I love and the world that I love. I have a thought for this, because Fantacore is about a being 
that is made up of different collective consciousness fragments of people in fantasy that come together to make a being. Yes. And there are a being that was created by, like, kids got a hold of a scroll, tried to, like, cast an incantation or something, and as a result, this, like, being of separate consciences made into one that's made of, like, smoke and, you know, b- debris forms a person, and they wander the earth kind of, like, learning who who are the real people they are based on, you know? Mm-hmm. So, perhaps, in their creation, you know, if even if, okay, here here's a big pitch I'm going to make. Yeah. When you cross planes, we talk about this a lot anymore, where there's the dog dimension, the nightmare space, the dreamscape, all these things. Perhaps when you cross over, even into the uh, chamber, not the chamber arcanum, what's the one that uh, Ginger Galangal and this and Standy do? Oh, the, uh, the, the Quasar Keep. The Quasar Keep. Even entering that, when you, there's always a point when you enter a room, when you see like both rooms at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You basically can see behind you in your peripheral and what's in front of you. Perhaps whenever you cross into that space, you get a glimpse of the space, the space between the wicked <laughs> lies we're telling. So that's my, my idea is that when Fanticore became, came to be, they got a long look into the space, right? And what do you want to call it? The crawl space, the the crawl space, yeah, the crawl space. Um, you see, I know we do this a lot. I know this is a running theme in our show where it's like there is a space filled with danger. Um, but that's okay. I dig it. So in the crawl space, theme themes are fine. I think yeah, themes are I fine. like I love different dimensions that are filled with danger that you know and you know infest our because I have a feeling that beings in the crawl space like Kornst was coming into fantasy and it's like there's mm-hmm. a reason why like fantasy has not been like ravaged by cosmic horrors is because people stop them you know people yeah. like uh 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 Marketh Mysteria's mother stop them you know Husk stops them in the Kornst episode this is a constant running thing where like tragedies are stopped by X you know so, so- so I have a question that I think is important that might we might want to we might want to pivot or 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 factor this into the decision. Okay. Fanticore was a collection of consciousness is was Fanticore pulled from the veil? Yes. Okay. okay. So that's different. So, that's different. Well, so yeah. So I, I want to throw that in here and like pivot this a little bit. Okay. Which is, um, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make the bridge to nowhere a little weirder and a little more epic. Are you ready? Okay. Everyone in Dragon has a memory of a bridge. No one in Dragon has ever remembered where that bridge goes. Ooh. So when Ooh. Dragon lifted off, the veil being the, the place where Dragon was when it lifted off into the sky, the flying city took off, the place beneath that turned into this memory scape uh, that is sculpted from the memories and lives of every person that ever lived there, every animal that ever walked there. Everyone remembers this bridge. No one quite remembers where it was. Some people saw it. Some people didn't. Some people heard stories. Everyone has a memory of this bridge. No one ever has a memory of crossing it or what's on the other side. That is the bridge to nowhere. And like, there's there's this idea that it might not be real. It might be a metaphorical thing. It might just be kind of a an urban legend that we all remember because we've told stories of it. But like, to have this sort of memory thing present in everyone in a memory space that's going to become very real, but it's going to leave the other side so thoroughly vague that it becomes this empty space this 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 walkway to the crawl space okay so what i'm interested in this episode to be honest is not who stands on it is the very concept of this bridge i'm 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 that's here's the thing i'm that i i i feel exactly the same way which is why i think like taking a character that we've already kind of introduced their story and gotten to know as a person like and saying it's them because like the thing is, we've already kind of found who is standing at the bridge and their motivation and what they're crossing the bridge for. Yeah. Now, I I am way more interested in the bridge now. Like, okay. all of those questions are kind of answered. I really want to zero in on this bridge. Can I give you, can I sum up what we do? Because we just said a lot of shit. Yes, please so. sum it. Give us, give us a clean summary. Uh, what timestamp? Twenty four minutes and eighteen seconds oh my God. for the for the headliner video clip for so, 
not this for a, social media promotion. So this is what basically we all just said of Junior Wizards. I know this is why you listen to hear kind of the weird creative writing writers room aspect of this show. This is why I like it when it kind of goes awry and we roundabout figured out. So long ago. When Dragon lifted off, when Lumina Dawnspear pulled the city into the sky, it left behind a rainstorm that cascaded down to the ground. In everyone's memories in the moment of liftoff, one little picture from that moment is locked in that place known as the Veil, which is the ground beneath Dragon. That place is mystical, magical, and memories exist there, and they take shape. Those snapshots take shape. People played with magic. And some of those memories, those snapshots, were pulled out of the veil and given shape outside of the veil. That being is known as Fanticore, which is a collection, a hodgepodge of memories that took shape and has to find out who they are based on the people who they inhabit, kind of, who make them up. They go yes. on this journey, they wander, blah, 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 blah. As Fanticore came to be, they were pulled through from the veil, which is a different space, technically, sort yes. of. It's yep. kind of confusing. I think and, I think I think we yeah. can say here definitively that like the magic that made Dragonfly created this other space. Yes. It is this sort of localized other because I, I, I don't know about you. I very specifically picture walking through a barrier, like walking through yes. like a bubble. Yes. And I think that that visual of walking through a space is is important to me so we I, said it's this we said it's this cool perpetual rainstorm and i like it the idea of like a wall of water and like you put yeah. your hand through it and you're literally somewhere else yeah so yeah, yeah. when fanticore crossed over from the veil and all their beings combined into one person they caught a glimpse of a cataclysm and mm -hmm. i have a pitch for that and now everyone now because fanticore is made up of the people of dragon who are from the Vale, this moment in time, who all have a memory of a bridge, that means Fanticore has it, because they are in inherently from yeah. Dragon. And now, they are the only person that can find it, Aaron! Yes. They're the only person that can find the bridge, because they have everyone's memory of the bridge. That's very yes. good. That's very good. I'm very excited. What they saw when they crossed over, I think, was a moment in the future, in the past, they do not know, that was of a being... Reaching over and smashing, like, crushing dragon from the sky. Or, like, devouring Dope. dragon. Or, like, they saw the city in flames. They saw comets falling and hitting it. Or they saw it crashing into the ocean. You know, to lean into this Chrono Trigger zeal. Can I throw you at, like, a very cool epic pitch that yes, ties please. into this idea? Yes. If, they, if, the, if this is pulled from the veil, Aaron, they saw dragon crashing into dragon. Oh, whoa, wait, wait. So, like, what, it falls, basically? The spell no, stops? No, no, no. Like, a second dragon, a second city, like a copy, a perfect copy of the city of dragon appears in the sky and crashes hard into the city of dragon, destroying both. Oh, fuck. Where does it come from? Well, I, I have an answer, but it's honestly hard to explain. Like, it is Fanticore-like. What if Fanticore were to happen again, but... Of ill intent. Oh, okay. Like, if, if all it. of the memories of Dragon formed, and rather than just be snapshots of a moment before, it is snapshots of a moment of having this having life taken from you. Got it. If all of the memories of fear, of anxiety, of hurt, all of those swirled together and created this thing that was this Fanticore-like being that is a living city of Dragon. I dig it. Also, what you're saying is what... Hey, listeners, I know this is a lot, but this will help simplify it. Fanticore is a person made up of people, mm -hmm. memories that people have. Mm -hmm. What if the memories of the city that people have... Memories that people have of the city itself were formed, and someone pulled those together and formed a city built of memories yes. and smashed it in a dragon? Yes. That would be catastrophic. And so they have to cross... So... The bridge to nowhere, then, is it real? Is it a bridge? It is to Fanticore, or, I think okay. is the best way to describe it. Like, it is, it is, Fant on, or Fanticore, or the veil, like, make it real. Here's my pitch. May yeah. I? Please. We've been talking a lot lately about certain characters and certain things and certain, like, so I hope you're caught up. If you are, I hope this isn't too hard to follow. Um, we were talking recently about a very specific Dragonian planewalker who may have a bridge to nowhere that they use to access other realities. 
Give fill fill me in, Aaron. Is I it Lumina Dawn Spears playing like bridge oh, to fuck. realities? Like her private entrance. It is well, and it is how she walked across great distances. She had a bridge that she crossed, and on the other side, it was where she was going. Yeah, completely. Like it's it's that's that's how I see this whole thing is. Fanticore, you know, has all these memories, blah, 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 blah. And then they realize that the bridge that Lumina Dawnspear used to use to cross realities is the way it, to stop this crazy reality bending episode. <laughs> what if it's not, what if it's not, what if it was not designed to be? What if Lumina didn't build it to cross realities? She just built it to cross places. Okay. So, like, this was her first great, like, because we had said Lumina Dawnspear, we are, this is a, this is a lore episode, and I'm This here is for a it. lot, um, and I like We it. had said Lumina Dawnspear, like, walked the, the world, and, like, walked from place to place, checked in on communities, found the people that she needed to serve, to, like, address crises, and, like, took them along on journeys. What if, like, the first thing that she built was a bridge that, like, was magically imbued that... When she crossed it, she knew in her heart with perfect clarity where she was going, that place would be on the other side of this bridge. Okay, Jeff. Does that make sense? Like yes. the idea of like, I have to go to Moon Crescent. I have to. I have a date with Nymphaeolacus tonight. I have to be there. I am on the other side of the world. I've had to address like a crisis among people. Like people would have died had I not been here to help them. But I have this date tonight. I cannot miss it. I am picturing very clearly Nymphaeolacus's front doorstep. It's got a little, cho- it's got some tchotchkes on it. It's, you know, it's got a little side that says, bless this mess. I love and it. And she's like, I picture it super specifically. I walk over this bridge that is on the outskirts of this town that I have just saved. And when I land, when I take my first step, I am in front of her door. And it is this thing that she built that was just like she it is imbued with all of this magic. She gathered these magicians and these wizards to build this object. But then when she died, like the knowledge of how that work died with her. Okay, may I may I also add on to that? Yes. Every time Lumina Dawnspear uses the bridge to nowhere, she sees this event, but doesn't think she can stop it. I love it. So she just closes her eyes and continues to walk through. I love it. And here's the other thing I want to throw out. It, it, we got Aaron. We got there. We got there. Because the other it. part of it, every person in Dragon has a memory of this bridge. Because every person in Dragon like encountered like the 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 earliest generations of Dragon like saw a bridge form in the fog and Lumina Dawnspear walk across it and appear to them when they were needed. Oh, and that fuck. bridge became an object of legend because it was, hey, if you see the bridge, you answer the call. Like, if you see the bridge, that means that someone is coming and they need your help and you help them. Oh, dip. Telling someone, hey, I need to cross the bridge. I need to cross the bridge to you. Like, I need you to or saying to someone, I need you to cross the bridge for me mm-hmm. is a saying of saying, like, I need help and you are the only person I can count on to help me. Like, it is a very specific and, like, treasured saying in Dragonian culture is like. I I I am I need you to cross the bridge for me. I really like this. It's saying I need a favor, I need your help, I need your support. So every person in Dragon has this memory. So when the veil becomes a thing, and even more so when when Lumina dies, the veil carries this memory that is shared by every single person because every single person either saw it or remembered it. Which means that when Fanticore is pulled out of the out of this space, they have all of these memories that manifest in this exact location. I am obsessed. <sighs> <laughs> we got there, listeners. We did it. So there is a bridge to nowhere and Fanticore stands before it. Yes. You know, and they, at the end of the day, what, enter it and, you know, thwart the evil, you know, and this is the end of, that's their journey was, was fan. Okay. Fanticore's journey then, as a result is accepting the collective, like, you know, responsibility of almost every person in Dragon to cross the bridge. You know, or or taking up Lumina Dawnspear's mantle. Like, Lumina Dawnspear probably should have done something, but didn't. You know, or couldn't. Yes. But is Fanticore the only person then who can? I think so. Why? Just because they strong? I, they scronk? Like, <laughs> I, I don't think so, but I have a much, much bigger and broader and wilder pitch. What is it? Fanticore can't stop this. Oh, snap. What do you mean? The City of Memories. 
has already formed. Oh, fuck. It formed before Dragon was ever a thing, because it was outside of time. It was from the future and the past all at once. Very Dr. Manhattan sitting on Mars. Okay. Fanticore, Fanticore walks across and can't stop the city. It's already formed. It's already hurtling towards fantasy. But Fanticore can walk to the city, can sit upon the throne, and can sit upon the throne that Lumina sat upon and, guide, and like guided the course of the city in its earliest days. And Fuck. Fanticore, with the happy memories of life that Fanticore gathered over a lifetime mm-hmm. of not just life in Dragon, but of the life of those people after Dragon who had left, who had questions that – because we said at the end of Fanticore, now I remember – Fanticore was and gives people like closure. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Fanticore like goes and it's like, I never heard from this person again. They go and they're like, hey, I have a memory. They loved you and they never said it, but I want you to know that. And they give they give that gift to people, which means that Fanticore is not just made of memories of the veil and of dragon, but of, of life of a life after that of closure and of happy endings and of wrapped up loose ends. I like this. So wait, they become like what the ruler of the fake of the copy dragon? Maybe not ruler, but like navigator. Are there other people on it, or is it an empty city? You know, is it just an empty city made of like? If is it just basically like it's basically like a meteor, like an asteroid with a city on it? What if it is? Un- I, this might be. Uh, tell me if this is corny or if this is too much. I know our entire show is both of those things, but that is correct. Stop me. What if it's empty until Fanticore sits on the throne? And what, it's populated by the memories of people? All those people, all those people just form, and those memories, like, create as though a second veil were created that just exists in the crawl space and just floats in nothingness, It content, like, floats peacefully in nothingness for eternity. And so what, they redirect the, me- they redirect the city from crashing into it? Yes. Is that it? That is what, I, that is what I'm proposing, is they, they sit and they... They direct it to safety, and safety is simply floating in the crawl space. But it is, it is safety. May I, may I present, may I present the sad, the sad pitch? Yeah, where please. it is an empty rock because it's made of the like Fanticore is made of memories. I don't know if like does Fanticore disperse? You know, as soon as they sit on the throne and like it's populated by the members of the Vale, and they get their, they get a city. That's very bittersweet, and I kind of love that. You know, I imagine them sitting on the throne and just being like, you know, the the mist dissipates. And like, you know, it's almost like when Dragon was on the ground, you know, like Mm -hmm. the city is full again of those because the veil is people from a time ago. Like they're forever locked in a snapshot. Like those people are locked in this life that they had right before the city lifted off. Mm -hmm. They get to have it again and live it in this weird, dreamy, weird crawl space, you know, type thing. And they get to live it with their questions answered and with the resolution of those mysteries. Like, it's weird, but it's like a copy city now exists. It's very strange. And I hope I hope you stayed with us, dear listener. I know it's a lot. Here's what I kind of want to propose. It's kind of a copy city, but it's almost kind of a um, it's a little bit of a sliding doors or like alternate reality or like alternate future thing. Because what I'm picturing is like, yeah, Fanticore disperses like there they and it's, you know, going back to the prompt, like. They stand, they stood again on the bridge to nowhere and they knew they would never come, they could never come back. Mm-hmm. Fanticore like dissipates and those people reform, but a version of that person that got to have that closure. You know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah, completely. Um, someone, someone's teacher never got to say goodbye. Like someone, someone was supposed to have one last meeting with a tutor who was on, like who was outside of Dragon. They were supposed to meet with them for one last lesson where it was going to be blatantly stealing from stuff that we love it was going to be the ending of lisa substitute where like they have their crying moment a note that says you are lisa simpson yes like they're supposed to have that moment but dragon lifted off Mm. that student's memory of going like i have to get to my teacher i have to find them is always going to be in the veil but a version of that person and and in dragon well, that person never got closure and they died a life going, God, I wish I could have said goodbye to that teacher. But now there's a third version. I am obsessed. A happy version. A version that is forever going that that my teacher said goodbye. Like I had that moment. I got to I got to thank this person that shaped who I am. So this is what I'm getting from that. And I like it a lot. I am Aaron. 
I live in Dragon. You know, I, 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 the city lifts off the me that exists during that time. A fragment of that of me exists in the veil. It re- it now rests beneath the city as I float up. Yes. 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 Okay. Fanticore is made of that memory. Fanticore travels to a different space, enters this dream version of Dragon, and dissipates, carrying taking my memory with me. That means that this is sort of this perfect reality where, like, everyone got what they wanted. Yes. Like, you know, and it's sort of this utopian, per- not utopian, but, like, it's kind of, like, perfect, where as if everybody who had a conflict or didn't get something or were missing something in their lives, they got to have it, and, you know, they got to be satisfied. They got everything they wanted. And Fanticore kind of lets this this physical space exist of this, like, perfect version of Dragon. And why I think it's important is... <laughs> when I said that when you you get glimpses into different worlds, kind of, perhaps people see, people in Dragon or people who were there at the liftoff get a glimpse sometimes when they dream or when they, you know, when they fall asleep or when they space out, they see a glimpse of this life they could have had or this life that never came to be. And it teaches people that like, you know, I don't know, what is it? What would it teach people? You know what I mean? Like, is it is it to value what you have or that like there's another you out there? Is that just like a thing in Dragon where it's like, you know, there are other, are they super into interdimensional stuff? I love that. I, lo- I like that they are big into... There's a big culture of find your truth reinventionism or find your truth reinvention. Yeah. For lack of a better way to put it, like they're big into find the you, find the you that makes you happy. You know, Mm. like, like, you know, and there's this big and like that visual of there's another world where you made that decision. Like, it's this idea of like, I don't, it's, and it becomes big of like, find the thing that makes you happy, you know? And it's this, it's the, there's a big culture of like, find the thing that makes you happy because too much of life is unanswered questions. And like this picture of the city in the crawl space is a picture of like, look how happy, look what it means to have those questions answered. Like, don't leave things. Don't leave things unanswered. Don't leave loose ends because in doing so, you are leaving the city in the crawl space. And it's it's a it's it it fosters a culture of kind of openness. Yeah. And and the idea of like there are multiple versions of you. Which version do you want to be? Is a big like find your truth thing. Yes, because if you like were to normalize and like make interdimensional understanding like common, it would be like there's a version of you that, you know, you, that's that's real and you know they exist. It just would go to show you that like you can become that. You can find joy, you can find happiness, you can have resolved things because there is another you who did. Yes. You know, and it's not something where it's like I wish I were them, you know, or is it that? Like, do people wish they were their other version or no? Is it simply just like a lesson for people? I think it's a lesson for people. I think it is a lesson of go, go, go be the version of you that you want to be. Yes. Be the change that you want to see in the world. Yeah. I dig this. I dig this. I dig this. Here's here's my question for you. The city is Fanticore. The city is called Fanticore, of course. The city is called Fanticore. The city, like Fanticore lives on in this in this in this city in the crawl space. Does the veil still exist when this happens? That's what I'm honestly wondering. Or is the veil different? Does the veil become some kind of like, you know, just forest? You know, does it become like, does it become what we initially thought it was going to be, which is some kind of like really dangerous forest, you know, beneath the city of dragon that's watered and the plants are treacherous and, you know, some kind of Indiana Jones dungeon crawler type thing. You know, does it become that because the memories have gone and now it's just a natural place in a fantasy setting full of monsters, dangers and other spookies. I like that it still exists. Like, the memories are still there, and, like, rocks say, Susan. Somewhere in the middle. Okay. The magic is still there. Oh, of course. The magic is and never like goes the away. Memory, like, the memory magic is still there, where there's still, like, illusory thing. Like, it's still kind of Feywild-esque, where it's all illusionary and, you know, mysterious. But I think it is, it is, it is, it is brought to a level of peace. They are not strong. Like, there's nothing, like, there's no unresolved issues. There's no, there's no, like, for lack of a better term, like, ghost memories lingering around. The ghosts are pulled out of the veil, but, like, this place that is still, like, a communal memory space still exists, but it is no longer haunted by these ghosts. No, their after images remain, and that's all they are. Like, there's nothing actually there. 
but you can still see things that have happened, or, you know, or, or it's just large. The veil is just larger now. Oh, fuck. Because okay. we said it's connected by it. We said it's connected by a bridge. Oh, shit. Aaron. Aaron. The bridge itself was inside the veil was inside us all yeah. along. Was Aaron. <laughs> well, actually, here's the thing, Aaron. I'm about to say a thing I haven't gotten to say in a while. Why can't that I'm both? really excited about? Holy it shit. It could be both. I really dig that the bridge was inside the veil. Because, <laughs> like, what if this- The rain so is what falling! I- Jeff, it's in the prompt! I'm sorry if I cut you off. The prompt, the rain falling in waves as they stand there again on that old bridge to nowhere. The fucking bridge it. to nowhere we is in it. the veil. And that's why Fanticore is the only person who can go to it. They have to return to the veil from the place that they came from, technically, in order to cross over and dissipate those memories and carry those memories somewhere safe so that they can live and be happy and be satisfied. And, Holy shit. And and here's how it's both. Here's how it is both a weird forest full of danger, but also like not haunted. If that bridge connects the city of Fantacore, the city of dragon, the city of memory to what we called the veil... Maybe not everyone crosses that bridge. Oh, some people stay behind. And there, it's that idea of like the people that, you know, the rock that yells, Susan, no. And that rock doesn't yell anything anymore because Susan and Susan and Dr. Rockfort. They're back are together. together. Oh, like they they live in the city of Fantacore. But like a person that's just like in the woods going, hanging out with my friend, the snake. And there's just like a snake next to them. They're not going to leave like that. That's that memory, that spirit, that thing is still in the veil. That piece of the fragment of a memory is still there. But like those haunted memories, those ghosts of unanswered questions, those have moved to this other city that is only reachable through the veil. I love it. So they bridge the two worlds. Yeah, there's a bridge to the city that is now like. Maybe it doesn't even float. It is now chained in place as the other half of this bridge. It's tethered. Yeah, Fanticore made the tether that it is the bridge that connects them. Fuck. And it's and it's full of it's full of mem- all of these unanswered all of these answered questions and resolved stories live in the city of Fanticore, whereas the veil is just full of random memories. You know, a frog jumping on a pond. Like, the memory of that frog jumping in that pond is simply in the veil. There is no unresolved story to where that frog was jumping. It was simply jumping in a pond. That memory is going to stay in the veil forever. The story of the person watching that frog and thinking, this is the, uh, thinking like, I wonder how I'm going to get home. That person crossed a bridge and lives in the city of Fanticore now. And it's this it's this other space that is only reachable if you traverse the veil. Fuck. I am obsessed. I think that's a wrap on the bridge to nowhere. Um, I kind of want to title it like the bridge to nowhere. Buckle up. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Uh, that's a wrap. Goddamn. Goddamn. Um, I'm it. totally going to edit call this episode. I think uh, the bridge to nowhere. Buckle up. Yep. Um. So, uh, thank you so much, uh, that guy in the back in our Discord server, who has been a wonderful presence lately, who's just been enjoying our show and telling us and talking to us about episodes that they like, which is something that you should be doing, and also sending us prompts. Yeah, How can absolutely. they do it? How can people send prompts, Jeff, which we need for our beautiful show? I'm really glad you asked. Um, you can tweet at us at AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Discord page at discord dot, er, at bit.ly slash AMFC Discord using the prompt submission channel. You can post them to our Facebook at facebook.com slash allmyfantasychildren, or you can email them to us at allmyfantasychildren at gmail.com. Booyah. Um, come hang in our Discord. Talk to us about the show. Talk to us about whatever you want. We're always there. We kind of want to be like the most accessible creators on the internet to talk about whatever, especially like our lore and stuff. If you have questions. Anyway. Oh, oh, oh. Well, Jesus. While you're on the internet browsing around, while you're clicking around your Zanga and your live journal and your dead journal... Why not check out Jeff's other podcast? It's really good. That's right. Uh, Party of One is an actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week I sit down with a friend, we play a two-player game, we share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and we have a really good time. New episodes drop every Tuesday at partyofonepodcast.com. Shbuya! All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the One-Shot Podcast Network, which is home to a plethora of amazing tabletop RPG discussion, actual plays, and interview shows. So go check that out. And also whatever it is we do. Yeah, and whatever it is we do, for some reason we're allowed on the network. Thanks. 
Um, if you'd like to know more about the show, uh, about the world of All My Fantasy Children, I wrote a quick uh, thing on my itch page at um, Eric Tanis. Is it is it my name first, then itch.io? Yes. yes. At ericatanosayas.itch.io. Uh, and also, you should be buying Jeff's, checking out and buying Jeff's games at his itch, which is at... jeffstormer.itch.io. Aaron, can I tell you about a little game I wrote called Jonathan Frakes Wants Your Attention and You Must Not Give It to Him? Please do. Um, it is a two-player role-playing game designed to be played uh, while one person is doing chores. Uh, the idea is that you are haunted by a ghost that has happened to take the form of beloved actor of TV and stage, Jonathan Frakes. You may know him as number one from Star Trek. Uh, and he's just going to ask you questions, but you have to refuse to look at him or acknowledge him in any way, because even the simplest acknowledgement will allow him to devour your soul. So it, you, one player does chores and the other player bothers them with incessant questions. It's great. <laughs> See, exactly. See what kind of glorious stuff you can find. Um, Jeff, do you have a verbal hug this week? Oh, gosh. You know what? I do. And that is... I don't. I lost it. Okay, uh, I have one. I have go one. For it. Um, I, I'm always going to say, tell the stories that you want to tell. This story was a lot. And it was like very... It felt convoluted. I was panicking a little like at some points of like, is this going to make sense? Is going to... But I really like what kind of stories we tell where it's like you have to have a rudimentary understanding of our show. And like it gets really elaborate with different worlds, different planes and stuff like that. I dig it. And I hope you dig it. Um, and that's kind of what we're just going to go with. You know, have some conviction. Have some love for your own work and respect for yourself and your creativity and you know you can't go wrong tell the stories that you want to tell and don't apologize for that love it yeah love it i think that's it yeah i think that's definitely it all right well on that note until next time good night and good good game. game Big deal. They gone now. They're gone. So sad. We have bridge. Not bridge to nowhere. Echo somewhere. From dream to nightmare. Soon we'll have third bridge. Can't rush it though. Won't they all be so surprised? Surprised to see us. Surprised to see them. Been so long since they saw them. They came so long ago. None of them remember. They forget since they won. They won that time. Hey, we weren't ready. They made ruin. Didn't work. Left Scar. They remember. This time will be different. Prophecy real this time. We don't need to make ruin. We have dreams and nightmares. They're gonna love it here. I love it here. Shut up, nobody asked you. Wait till the king sees how strong I got. Wait till the king sees how strong we got. We've been waiting. We've been building. We've been growing. And they have no idea. Their crown is gone. So sad. But our crown is coming. Yay! Oh, I hope the king likes their kingdom. For now, let's wait. Oh, yes! Let's build! Let's grow!